to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more, with some really incredible people who love coffee as much as you do. We hope their stories inspire you because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. Hi, welcome back to I'm Not Barista podcast. Happy International Women's Day! Let's make a week. Happy International Women's Week! So this week we are looking back on some of the most inspiring female baristas from all over the world, and we are sharing their coffee stories. This is also a very busy week for our interns, including Molly from the UK, Dolly from China, Elias from Romania, and Kuzai from South Africa. So I want to say thank you. Many countries see female baristas less capable, but these women trust their abilities and they reach their goals. So we have included some of the stories from a wide range of women. You can check all the coffee stories on our website notabarista.org or our Instagram @notabarista. And we would like to shine light on female baristas around the globe and ensure all women can be a part of the coffee community. We were able to connect with two female baristas from Russia. In this special time, and I hope in coffee we spread love, not hate. So welcome to an Amal Barista podcast. Um, it's such a pleasure to meet you and have you in this episode. Um, let's get started. Um,、uh, let's start with you, Irina. Tell us about yourself and who you are. How did you start your coffee career? Ah,、uh, yeah, sure. Ah,、uh, hello. Uh, my name is Irina. So I've been working in coffee for ten years already. I used to be a barista for two years, but then I became a tube barista, then a coffee trainer, and now I'm a, a co-founder of Aster Cafe. So I'm a bar manager. I also train people here, and I'm an AC trainer and a cook grader. So that's. In a nutshell, who I am. Ten <laughs> years is quite a long time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and our another guest, she's Olga, also barista. Um, welcome and tell us about yourself. Just wanted to ask, help me、uh, for translate because I think uh, uh, what uh, all of what I want to say,、uh, I couldn't、uh, talk in English. <laughs> Because I just started to learn, uh, uh, and I'm just、uh, a little bit shy. And if I started to talk in English, we don't understand. You, you don't understand anything. <laughs> no worry, it's not gonna be a problem. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm really worried about it. It's important for our life. I、uh, because when you work with coffee, you must、uh, talk in English a lot, and、uh, it's my fault. I think. Yeah.、Uh, Could I、uh, talk in Russian and、uh, maybe Ira, if you if you could? Sure. Yeah. It's okay for you, Mika. Of course, I have no、Thank、problem at all learning Russian, right? <laughs> you must start now. Do this, I think. Хорошо. Спасибо, Ира. Меня зовут Оля. Ну, я на самом деле тоже достаточно давно работаю в кофе, примерно, наверное, десять лет, наверное, где-то так. Очень долго я была просто бариста, потом работала вместе с обжарщиками, помогала контролировать качество в производствах и последние, наверное, четыре года работала с импортом зеленого зерна в двух компаниях, которые были, ну, сейчас являются крупными поставщиками, если это можно так сказать, в грядущем будущем. 
И сейчас последние полгода работаю в компании Делонги. Это компания, которая занимается производством маленьких кофемашин домашних. В общем-то, наверное, если быстро, вкратце, это все. Okay, uh, so Olga, she's been working in coffee also for 10 years already. She started as a barista as well. Then she worked uh, in a quality control with a roastery. And the last four years, she worked in a uh, green coffee trader. Now she, the last six months, she's been working with Dilongi company. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You both work in the coffee industry for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, do you still remember what it was like before 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. So I remember that vividly. And uh, when I became a barista, there were not uh, specialty coffees, uh, coffee shops. So there were like coffee shop chains here in St. Petersburg. And of course, there was no any words about specialty coffee, what specialty coffee was. And I worked in just a simple coffee shop chain and we used uh, a blend with Arabica and Robusta coffee. So, and... Uh, gradually it became like a third coffee wave and then the coffee industry started to develop in here so you started in the second wave before the third wave before right before yeah <laughs> kind of kind of second half <laughs> oh very very same <laughs> Uh, ну, мое первое место работы было, это был танго-клуб, uh, и туда очень часто приезжали аргентинцы, учили русских, русские пары танцевать танго, аргентинская танго, я на самом деле не очень вдавалась в подробности, в общем, uh, с этим местом uh, была прикреплена небольшая кофейная школа, и мы там варили кофе, как раз-таки итальянский, привозили из Италии, это тоже была история с блендом, рабуста с арабикой, и, в общем-то, да, потом как раз-таки, когда были первые волны, первые варианты третьей волны, я как раз-таки перешла в маленькую кофейню в парке Музеон, и мы там как раз познакомились с первым российским вот этим вот с первой российской волной спешлти кофе и варили уже более крутую Коста-Рику и думали, что мы супер классные. Окей. Ольга started uh, to work in a tango club, so it was like dance school, and there were many Argentinas people who taught people how to dance uh, tango, and there was small like a coffee school attached uh, there, and she tried to make coffee there and it was like the same Italian coffee like blend with Robusta and uh, after a while so she started to work in a small coffee shop in uh, Goriki Park uh, in Moscow and uh, there was some uh, Costa Rica which 100% Arabica and they felt very cool serving that coffee I mean it still sounds very cool 100% Arabica nowadays um Uh, I'm curious, how much did you make 10 years ago? <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, my God. It was just 100 rubles. I mean, even less, maybe 90. Yeah, when I started, it was like 90. 90 rubles, I guess. Yeah. It was about $1.5 or maybe even less than that. 
I imagine so. Ten years ago, it was the different currency. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like dollar or two dollars, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, it was okay because I was a student. I didn't mean like to continue working as a barista. To me, any thousand of rubles was fine. And, you know, it was just service job. And I was like, okay, any money, I'm okay. So I'm in. <laughs> I have a cup of coffee and uh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it was not a profession, you know, it was not an occupation, like in a proper occupation where you can spend your salary for normal life for renting etc it was just extra money if you are a student of course with that salary we couldn't afford to, to rent to travel somewhere yes i want to know during yeah. those 10 years have you ever thought about you're going to change your career do something differently i mean is that boring to do the same thing for such a long time <laughs> it's It's a very good question because uh, in my life, I have never had this thought because I don't know how come it was my destiny. I just uh, continued working with coffee, continued uh, learning. And I don't know. I never felt like that. Great job. I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Ten years. How about you, Olga? <laughs> I have once. <laughs> And um, it's, in fact, uh, I can't say it. Uh -huh. uh, это было однажды, но это на самом деле смешно, это было несерьезно, но это когда ты просто перерабатываешь и немножко бесишься со всего подряд, и как бы это не совсем правда. Это было однажды, когда упал какой-то заказ у нас в компании, я работала с обжарщиком, и когда у нас упал заказ перед Новым годом 29 числа на 900 килограмм, это надо было все самому расклеить и расфасовать. Где-то на 500 килограмме я думала, что это все зря, абсолютно. Но на самом деле, естественно, потом, когда ты все... В кофе очень важно, когда очень много работы, а работы в кофейной индустрии действительно постоянно очень много. Когда ты доделываешь что-то до конца, у тебя невероятный вот этот вот прилив энергии идет, и на самом деле не так страшно потом делать еще больше. Это как бесконечный ре-ресурс, ре то есть ты его собираешь и готов потом также тратить его еще больше. Кофе — это энергия. Ольга had very big offer it was like fun and uh not very serious when she had that thought so it was like late order when they had to make like 900 kilos of coffee to just pack it and like uh, deadline was like today and uh, when she felt it like 500 uh, kilos of coffee and she couldn't do it anymore and she was like no I just fed up with that and maybe she had like a burnout because of this huge order and she made it herself so and she decided no maybe uh, that's it that's the final uh, drop <laughs> so but uh, anyway she finished this order and she had this uh, feeling like uh, she felt relieved And she decided, okay, so I can do even more, even better. So, but in coffee, she said, like, you have to stop, think. And uh, when you have this energy, you can do 
more uh, good job. So I have a quick calculation here. If you talk about 900 kilograms of coffee, 250 grams for a bag, that's like 3,000, more than 3,000 bags of coffee. That's a lot. It must be so challenging to do everything within one day. All right, so let's get back to Irina. How did you burst the career grow after that? Well, mm -hmm. uh, when I became a barista, so I was eager to learn a lot about coffee because it was something new. It was even more interesting than I, uh, I was studying into university. And I was like, okay. And I studied coffee better than in university. So, and I started to compete in competitions. So it's how the coffee wave just grabbed me. And uh, I just stuck here still and decided to learn more. And as you learn more, so you can share this information and I decided that, okay, so I can share this information with people who surround me. So I was like, okay, I can be a chief barista, I can teach people. So one step-by-step step, I became an AC trainer after just a couple of years. So hot works does pay off because now you're a co-founder of a fine dining restaurant in St. Petersburg. And what a journey, right? <laughs> yeah, true. I think this is those kind of story we want to share because your story your coffee story inspires others and give them hope that yeah. you work hard, work smart, and then you can reach something yeah, one day. Yeah, true. And it's very nice feeling when you can feel that you share with people uh, your passion, your experience, and uh, people like it. Of course, it what inspires you to work harder, more, and inspire more people in future. I have to ask Olga if everything's okay, clear. Yeah, yeah. I very for understand. I, I have no problem. Uh, I have I have no trouble with understand. <laughs> so Olga, you got to know coffee through tango dancing, and then it became a barista in Corky Park yeah. in Moscow. Mal so this is how you got started. And tell us more. What happened after that? Это был очень интересный путь. Это был очень жадный путь до знаний. Это действительно так, как и говорит Ира. В какой-то момент, когда ты начинаешь изучать, ты не можешь остановиться. Естественно, кофе такой продукт, который давал именно это стремление. То есть ты получал, получал информацию, тебе становилось все мало, и ты в какой-то момент, если Ира уходила больше в тренерское направление, то у меня по большей части, наверное, уходила в какие-то лабораторные изучательные элементы, то есть, да, контроль качества, в которое меня понесло с обжарщиками, это был естественный путь после того, как ты, как бариста, каждый день варишь эспрессо, стараешься познать его путь, в какой-то момент хочется изучать все зерно, и, естественно, ты идешь к обжарщику, потому что у него <смех> ассортимент, <смех> хочется его упознать. Я могу остановиться и дальше потом рассказать, чтобы было легче. Да, мне бы еще вспомнить, что он Так, окей, so the journey was very interesting and long. So Olga said that uh, she started to be as a barista, but also she really wanted to learn about coffee, but not to be a coffee trainer like me, but a more scientific way and approach to go deeper in this coffee knowledge. And also, if you work with espresso, of course, you can learn more about assortment of coffee. You can work closer to your uh, roast master. So it's how... She started to learn about coffee process and about all of the information about coffee. 
Yes. So? Uh, uh, and <laughs> пытаюсь на английском зато. Uh -huh. uh, и, соответственно, после того, как ты несколько лет провел в изучении всех сортов и контроля качества обжарок и выбирания профилей обжарок, помощи в выбирании uh, при работе с обжарщиком, естественно, тянет дальше уже изучать зеленое зерно, и здесь естественной ступенькой будет как раз-таки трейдер. Окей, so and after many years of working with the... Uh, roast master, of course, you know a lot about uh, assortment. And the next step, it's obviously working in a trading company to go deeper in green coffee knowledge, green coffee quality. Да, в общем-то, следующим этапом была ферма, но... He wanted to be in the farm, but next step was to work in a coffee trading company. Uh, I, I think not so... Sorry. Я думаю, что не как на постоянной основе, в которой было бы интересно углубиться до конца жизни, но для того, чтобы закрыть какой-то этап в понимании, в биологии произрастания зерна, да, конечно. Конечно. Uh, и ну, сейчас я пошла немножко по другому пути, потому что с фермами это, конечно, хорошая мечта. Uh, но в любом случае я пошла в компанию. У меня была цель познакомить с зерном большую часть людей, а так как ты находишься внутри индустрии, немножко в какой-то момент чувствуешь... Uh, как бы это грубо не звучало, наверное, бесполезность э, своего нахождения. И мне захотелось выйти на широкий рынок с помощью какой-то компании, которая занимается кофе, но не самим зерном. И, в общем-то, компания, которая делает кофемашины для дома, э, позволяет э, транслировать более широкой аудитории, что есть зерно более качественное, особенно местных э, обжарщиков. То есть моя цель в компании Делонги была как раз-таки познакомить с региональной обжаркой все, все части стран, в том числе и России, СНГ и Украины. Ольга get to know and connect the broad market uh, of uh, the normal commodity coffee uh, and uh, the longi company just uh, gave uh, Olga a chance to give more information about high quality coffee via their company and that's why she decided okay so I want to share knowledge and I want to share to more people about coffee because now still there are not of there are not a lot of many people who know about specialty about uh, regional rosters Local. and now mm -hmm. she, yeah now she has a chance to get to know the audience with the regional roasting companies and that they are exist and it's not only about italian roasting companies it's about like local ones Thank you for sharing. So we quickly talk about the past <laughs> and the last 10 years. And how about we talk about now what's happening in Russia and as Russian citizen, what do you see and in Russia at this moment and how the, the war affects 
your regular citizen situation and how it affects your life? Yeah, so so it's been like 10 days already, right? 10 or 11. So, yeah, so basically the first days were in like stress, shocking, and you couldn't believe that it it is possible, like real war when people are dying. I know about informational war. I know about like Western media, like European media, US, etc. But how it is possible nowadays about like the guns and usage of like military weapons, it's really hard to realize. Um, the thing is, so first days were shocking. And uh, now we already have lots of sanctions from West and from the US as well. What we have now, like lots of European and US brands uh, leaving the market, like uh, let's say about some clothes um, brands, also like Ikea, about Spotify, about like Facebook, Twitter. So they're just closed and banned. At the same time, it's not about the West, it's also about inner government, like uh, our government, they blocked um, independent uh, news, right? So, and it's really hard right now to find the proper information, what is happening. And so this is uh, really scary not to know what is actually happening. And speaking about situation like economic wise, of course, prices, currency just dropped. What we do, what we work with, it's coffee. Coffee we buy in dollars. We work with products. Of course, lots of products we import. So, of course, it's already high, like more like uh, 30% already expensive. And we can see it not uh, only in our companies. It's already in shops, in supermarkets. That's, yeah. So, and about safety, yeah, that's lots of stuff happening, actually. And it's getting scary day by day. I remember the first day or the second day, I read the news that young people went on the street in St. Petersburg and protest. And about 900 people got arrested at night. Yeah. So everybody understand what is going on in Russia, right? Uh, you mean about protests or about people who were arrested? Of course, we... Yeah, yeah. of course, we... We know about protests uh, because we still we have Telegram, which still not blocked, luckily. And we know that people still want protest because it's uh, only one way how we can change our lives. And uh, of course, we love to live here. Of course, we don't want to leave our houses. And but in the same time, we can realize it's getting harder and harder to live here. And I don't know, I even don't have any plans for future, even with my partners who are in uh, who are involved in the Aster project, right? So we just discuss it day by day because we have nothing to say. Of course, we can't do any quick decisions in panic, right? It's very bad when you just make something like, okay, I'm leaving country tomorrow. I think it's bad, right? So you have to stay with a cold head to just... Uh, because we are responsible not only not only about us, but also for people who work and still just living the normal life. Yeah, and especially you're yeah. a business owner. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard. It's really hard, actually. And I'm afraid of, you know, 
waking up every day because every day new sanction, every day new dropped currency. So I don't know. It's 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 bad, really. I can't even say anything more because we have nothing to say about future. So this is most scary thing when you live uh, your normal life. You can't plan anything right now. And that is the horrible side of a war that yeah. you cannot plan your future anymore or there's just no future because people die. And then all the victims on this are not just people in Ukraine, but also the regular exactly. innocent yeah, sure. citizens who are living in Russia because all the sanctions and the God knows yeah. what's going to happen next. And it seems all news and social media people are posting Russians are evil, Russians are bad people, including Russian citizens. That's just not unfair. And even the SEA suspended Russian baristas, just like hilarious. I just don't see the point how you spend, you suspend Russian barista join a competition can help anyone. Um, let's get back to Olga. Tell us about your life in Moscow right now and what happened, how you think about everything. На самом деле очень похожая ситуация, когда ну, ты действительно не понимаешь, что происходит, и у тебя шок, и ты каждый день просыпаешься, думаешь, что это какая-то разовая ситуация, которая вот-вот закончится. Как я уже, ну, естественно, все обсуждают это каждый день. И я уже, наверное, как-то зафиксировала ответ, мол, какое-то отношение к этому. Это по факту у нас не было никогда опыта у нашего поколения столкнуться с подобным. И поэтому все, что мы можем, это готовиться ко всему морально и физически и правильно сохранять холодную голову. Потому что паника – это то, что разрушит всю человечность до конца. И... Нужно стараться поддерживать друг друга. И а, у меня даже как-то уже тоже все спрашивают каждый день, ну как ты? И обычно я уже начала отвечать, как у всех. Ну, то есть как дела? Да как, ну, как у всех сейчас. Хочется какого-то единения. И хочется его поддерживать, естественно. И... She knew about it. It was also panic. It was also shock. And uh, we have nothing to do. And also she's saying that uh, our generation, like young people, like, um, so we have never experienced that we can do anything. We don't know how to behave. So what we're doing now, it's just important to save our cold head, to support each other. And it's very important to just save our humanity Otherwise, everything will be just, you know, just burnt because of our feelings, because of our panics. So the most important thing is just support and humanity. And that is correct. It's important to keep calm and think and instead of just being panic. How do you see your life in the short future? And then facing all of the criticism towards Russian citizens and how to respond to all of those? <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, uh, I mean, 
I'm a positive person, right? So I know people around the world. I had a chance to work internationally. I know people. It's really nice having support uh, on Instagram, for example. Lots of people writing me as well, like, we don't hate Russians. It's okay. So we support you and Ukrainians. It's okay. I'm really happy seeing that messages. You know, it's really supporting me. Yeah. Otherwise, without that, it's really hard to live. And I understand that, of course, I do believe in uh, good people. And uh, I personally don't divide people by nations. I even have some baristas um, who work in Ukraine, who live there. Of course, I see their stories. Of course, I support the I try to ask them how are they, even despite of all of the hatred they have already for Russians. I know I see that message is that they hate us. But I mean, we are responsible for ourselves still, right? And uh, of course, I don't like this situation. And I feel, okay, during the maybe many years, like even two, three, even more, we will have that, um, how can I say, leftovers uh, after that situation that, okay, you're Russians, maybe you're like occupant or etc. But I still believe in good, educated, well-educated people who understand that it's not our personal choice. And uh, I mean... If they think like, okay, it's my or Olga's fault, I think it's (laughs) your narrow-minded opinion, right? And I don't think like you think, okay, it's you, you particular guys who are like, you know, we blame you. No, I mean, I'm trying to save my emotions as well. Okay, my nationality doesn't matter. I mean... What matter is your behavior, your opinion, your attitude, and yeah. That is right. We can change who we are, but we cannot change where we were born. Yeah, but of course, of course, I realize that I will have a lot of these messages like, okay, you're from Russia. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm ready for that. I mean, what can I do? I will probably just smile and say nothing. If you think like that, if you're narrow-minded, I can change you, right? I mean, really nice that I have uh, these messages from uh, foreign people that they support us, they support Ukrainians. It's about humanity. It is just insane. There's just so much hate. So, Olga, is your brain still working in this situation? Or I can ask, uh, what do you want to say to the people on the internet or to our community? (laughs) love is a superpower she said so at the beginning she said uh she was suffering at the beginning and of course when she also uh got connected with her foreign friends and she realized that they are fine with her and uh, it's not about uh like personal something like relationship it's about more about friendship it's about coffee connection of course it's more stable and she believes that we can stabilize that like despite of this situation anyway people gonna be friends and still be connected in our industry in different industry who are inter- which are internationals and uh, we need to give support uh, for every nation for every country just uh, and be friends be friendly 
And uh, love is a superpower. We need it right now even more. Right, right. Yeah. Love is powerful. And let's spread more love, not hate. Um, we know that there are many sanctions towards Russians and then apparently to yeah. innocent Russian citizens, they are the ones suffering and taking the consequences of everything because, right, let, let's talk about the Visa MasterCards, they don't work, so you cannot use them anymore, you cannot travel anymore, and then they, they closed Agia shop. Many brands decided to leave Russia to protest. It's just insane to see all the sanction. Actually, they are making a huge impact on impact on regular people's life. And apparently, everything everything are going to be more expensive. Coffee will be more expensive. Clothes, cars, um, and as a business owner, how does this affect your business? So what I see, our baristas, of course, I mean, our staff, uh, they still in shock, but they have to work. Every one of us have to work, right? Because uh, our business is needed right now. Uh, luckily, we don't work in fine dining because I think they will have some trouble, but uh, like daily basis, like coffee. So it's what people need right now and they, they still can afford it. But anyway, we will have to change uh, our prices soon because of the currency. Um, the mood is like everyone has the same mood, right? So we are in shock. Uh, we are not stable. We are nervous. Uh, it's hard to plan future. You don't know what will be tomorrow. Of course, it's like everywhere. And it's it's really hard to ask how are you, you know, because it's, not very good questions currently um, but anyway i'm trying to also be stable because as a co-founder you have to show i mean you can uh, share your opinion of that situation but also you have to support your staff because they are afraid they are afraid of losing their job and uh, of course not so i mean I think 90% of our staff, they don't have a financial, like what they call it, like the um, savings, right? And it's really hard. So they, we have to work and we have to support. And speaking about uh, France, so most of my friends, they think about leaving country. And it's what I hear. It's what I see in social media. Uh, it's really hard to realize that lots of uh, your acquaintances, they're going to leave country. But um, you can do anything with that. And how about the situation in Moscow, Olga, and your company? Mm -hmm. So in the Delonghi company, so everything is fine and stable. They don't have any reduction of staff. But uh, what they have now, so there are going to be lots of uh, advertising uh, companies, but the shortcut uh, budget right now and uh, everyone of... Uh, August friends, they're trying to save their money and uh, everyone who works not even in coffee industry, but in other industry, they're trying to save their money and to be like an economic regime. That's a tough situation for everyone. And your life just changed like that completely. It's a very difficult yeah. topic. Let's talk something else, something a bit more positive let's say tomorrow mm -hmm. is the international women's day and tell us more mm -hmm. about this holiday in russia and how you normally celebrate this day 
So actually, I, I don't have any special plans, really. So to me, it's not very like important days, but of course, lots of people, they have like some specific plans and every office has like a presents for female, like flowers, tulips, and even like some uh, physical presents like chocolate or maybe some candy box. So it's like so trivial. Um, to me, it's like, it's what, happened at school like uh, okay boys are gonna present some presents uh, to girls and uh, opposite like what happened in february like girls uh, gave some presents to boys it's so gender we call it gender holidays and actually not a lot of people understand that it's uh, not very important anymore and uh, of course, I respect these days because it what happened with the women's rights. Of course, to me personally, it's important because still there are some countries exist with limited uh, rights for women. We know that, right? In some countries, you can't even drive a car. In some countries, you can't work if you are a woman. Of course, uh, to me, it's hard to realize. And we should save this uh, holiday as uh, realizing that we have to change still and work with the world that women uh, also, they are also humans who can work and drive a car, right? So maybe you don't see it if you work in a metropolis like in Russia or in uh, other in European countries because you take it for granted. You're already a woman, you have your rights. But uh, we, ha we should know and we should respect this uh, day because still there are these countries which are so bad for women's life. So how about you, Olga? How, you, how do you celebrate this day? Uh, <laughs> well, Потому что хорика, она создает в тебе вот этот вот флер вечно работа, рабочего человека. И для тебя праздник – это, скорее всего, и, и, и женский день, и мужской день. Для тебя праздник – это, скорее всего, то, что ты должен создать для кого-то. Потому что все, кто работают в общественном питании, как бариста и, и, и другие профессии схожие, они, по большей части, каждый праздник стараются создать для потребителя. И поэтому, наверное, мы немного более спокойно к нему относимся, но это не значит, что мы его не уважаем и не любим. То есть, по большей части, планов таких нет. Он есть. Hotel, restaurants, and catering industry. And of course, we understand that we have to do something for consumers, for our customers. And we sometimes forget about ourselves. We don't have our specific plans. We try to make any like special wipe in our cafes, in our companies. But uh, of course, it's what happened uh, in our childhood at schools when we had this Uh, women's day and men's day but uh, of course but it doesn't mean that we don't respect this holiday sometimes it's what uh, people say they sell flowers not so important yes, <laughs> yes not so important for us but so important for another people thank you so much for sharing and here's the last question of today anything you want to say to baristas or people who who work in the coffee industry 
if you really like what you are doing, you have to stay with your ideas and continue growing yourself and develop your personal and professional skills. Очень часто, когда долго и много работаешь с продуктом, теряешь, не теряешь, немножко путаешься от одинаковости и рутинности, но в какой-то момент рано или поздно попадается та самая чашка, которая напоминает тебе о том, что это невероятнейший продукт что в нем могут быть все цвета радуги и все вкусы этого мира. И вот ради этой чашки нужно продолжать стремиться развиваться и идти дальше. Потому что если ты забудешь, что скоро вот-вот ты на нее наткнешься, то ты потеряешь свой путь окончательно. Просто помни о том, что она где-то есть. Не получилось одно предложение. Okay, so when you work in coffee uh, many years, so sometimes you're confused by routine, but once you just all of a sudden uh, come by to one specific cup of coffee, which has lots of descriptors and flavors, and you just realize that it's a wonderful product to work with. So keep going, working on that, and don't forget that it's an amazing product. Thank you so much for sharing. It's really nice to talk to you to understand what is really going on in Russia and the coffee community. I hope you keep safe, keep positive, and let's wish all this craziness will be gone very soon. And we can get back to our normal life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your help in today. Thanks for tuning in to this I'm Not a Barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I Am Not a Barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world. You're a part of our global community where we celebrate baristas and their craft and everything that we do.